the car's on fire and there's no driver at the wheel. This is the character generation. Welcome to the Character Generation. I'm Chet. I'm Moth. And this is a podcast where we generate characters in tabletop role-playing games. Generally. Usually. Unless you can find a way to stop us. You you cannot stop us. We are the unstoppable force. There is no immovable object that's literally impossible. I took physics in high school. We are the Japanese bullet train of <laughs> podcast reviews. <laughs> 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 yep podcast reviews that's what this podcast is actually yeah, uh we, we review other to... podcasts so first up on the docket today <laughs> i think first up on the docket is the character generation it's a, a, a mm. real big real real popular podcast yeah overrated <laughs> i'd say <laughs> really it's just kind of stale at this point they need some kind of gimmick to keep the show going all those audio transitions like what's up with that come on <laughs> what's the deal <laughs> they got off topic a lot the fucking nerds i don't think we even gave ourselves a chance to get on topic this week we haven't yeah no we are a podcast where we we make role-playing game characters uh they're generally pretty goofy we just finished up Shadowrun fourth edition last week which was enjoyable but maybe uh long-lived yeah maybe a little long in the tooth yeah so now we're just gonna do a bunch of uh one-off because that orcs have really long teeth. Uh, is that the joke i didn't I actually didn't pick up on that one. That's fair, because it's very hard to recognize that as a joke, because it wasn't funny? <laughs> There's a missing ingredient, and I think it was humor. <laughs> we'll get it next time. We'll crush it next time. So, the next couple of weeks, I think we're just going to do some one-off, like, smaller RPGs. Not doing, like, big systems like Shadowrunner Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, just to explore the space a little bit. I'll be completely honest, I don't know much of what we're doing. I know we're doing the role-playing game Traveler, which is, quote, a science fiction adventure in the far future. But other than that, like, this is all fucking space Greek to me. See, the thing is, I think that there are actually space Greeks in the Traveler setting, but I'm not familiar <laughs> enough with it to say for sure. <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, that probably... I hope they're actually called space Greeks. Um... <laughs> Specifically, we're doing the Mongoose Press edition of Traveler this week because it's the least messy one. By which I mean, Traveler has existed almost as long as Dungeons & Dragons has. Really? So most of the editions of it have the same kind of cruft as an edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, this one was kind of like a reboot of the whole thing. It kept all the lore and everything in place because... Like, the actual story is mostly incidental to the playing of the game, to the extent that this actually has always had rules for just rolling up all of the different planets that you're uh, going to be visiting randomly, so there's not really a need to buy the setting. But oh, so it's show. No Man's Sky, the tabletop game. Kind of, except you do actually get to play it multiplayer. Ooh. Ooh! Zing. <laughs> We're a video games <laughs> podcast now. Hey, Lamau, how about those games? How about how about those video games? I played Doom. <laughs> Thank you guys hey, for tuning in. Anyone been hearing about this whole Pokemans thing? <laughs> guys, there's this there's this like really small game that a lot of people haven't haven't played. It's called a uh, Final Fantasy. I think it's going to get real popular soon. I just don't get it. They call it the Final Fantasy, but there's like 14 of them. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <Wait. after> <laughs> We made every joke that we need to make. <laughs> there we go. We're now officially a video games podcast for tax and tariff purposes. Uh, I gotta go change my W2 just a second. <laughs> I thought it was weird how the W2 just added a section for what kind of podcast you do. Right. 
Yeah, it's like line 18F. It's like, do you do a podcast? If so, what's your genre? You can only really? have one. Really? Because my form didn't ask, do you do one? It just assumed. <laughs> uh, that's probably because you did the easy form. It's, yeah, it's fine. God. Wow. Fucking good tax humor this week. <laughs> yeah, good tax humor for May. traveler let's just let's dive into that one let's do that all right sounds good so since i'm the one who knows the system and you've never seen it before i sent it to you like five minutes before we started recording yeah (laughs) i figure what we're probably gonna do this week is have me lead you through how making a character works Okay, I am okay with that. Now, I do see um, that this is a D6 or 2D6 system, and I do see right underneath there is shorthand for D66. I assume you just roll the two dice together, and then, like, if you roll a 2 and a 1, that's a 21? Yeah, you read it like percentile dice. Okay. For a second, I was real worried, because I didn't stock up on my 66-sided die. (laughs) Just go to (laughs) gamescience.com. I'm Sulu Zochi or whatever the fuck his name is will make one for you and sell you it for $500,000. They do exist, so... Oh, Christ. Oh, it's ugly. I'm not surprised, to be honest with you. (laughs) It's an ugly die. (laughs) But yeah, the D66 table is something you usually see in a lot of Japanese RPGs, honestly. Okay. It's basically just like percentile dice, but if you don't want to assume that they have actual D10s. Okay. So... To begin making our character, let's start where the book obviously would want us to start, which is page 170. Right, that's the beginning of the book. (laughs) Uh, scrolling down. So we're going to start off with rolling up your character's homeworld, actually. Oh, okay. I'm seeing right here, it's a lot of tables. Mm -hmm. I'm liking this. This is very Gygaxian. Oh, definitely. So, things that we need to discover for my homeworld are the... Starport quality. Uh, uh-huh. Man, I'm really sick of all of the different names that Apple is giving their different USB types. Starport, oh, come on. Um, yeah, like <laughs> Starport was bad enough, but then when they released Starport quality and it wasn't backwards compatible, <laughs> it's it's just USB C. Come on, <laughs> you don't need to fucking give it a second name. <laughs> It's just USB-C, but you added a little bit of extra embellishment to the actual port. Like, you right? don't need to. Like, <laughs> shit is just gonna get stuck in there. What are you guys doing? Oh, man. Other than that, we're figuring out the size, atmosphere type, hydrographic percentage, because gotta grow that good weed, population, government type, law level. I see one of them is just... The word hyphen in parentheses, which is ominous. Well, that's because it's describing how you write out the world profile line. Okay. Which is that thing above it where it's just one line of text with a bunch of letters and numbers. Oh. I saw that and I thought it was just Mm -hmm. like someone mashed on a keyboard for a little bit. So uh, Traveler was very much made by a bunch of old school nerds. I can tell. Well, obviously you can tell that from the weird sort of like attempts at hard sci-fi that you can see just from like having to figure out the hydrographic percentage of your home world yeah but that also shows up in these whole like universal profile things that they use for all of their character stuff it's it's the interplanetary dewey decimal system exactly yeah Ugh. they have a similar one for like character stats i think basically the entire idea was that it made it easier for them to fit all of the shit that they wanted to put into their source books on one line apiece I mean, like, the bright side is you could probably make a good Excel spreadsheet out of this, so... Yeah, this is, like, the older editions of Traveler were very much a game for people who likes Excel spreadsheets. (laughs) It's actually the very first edition of EVE Online. Cool, still a video (laughs) games podcast, continuing on. (laughs) To be honest, 
you're not entirely wrong. Because <laughs> you'll notice there's also a line for uh, figuring out what all of the different trade codes for a planet is oh, in case you Jesus. need to play space trucker and sell goods and services. I'm kind of into it. I, I'm i no, I'm kind <laughs> of into it a lot, actually. And the last thing's tech level. So I guess the first thing we're doing is size, is that? Yep. And size is completely independent of everything else. So just roll 2d6 minus 2. All right. I'm just going to roll my two physical d6s, so let's get that good audio quality going on this podcast. Definitely. That is an 8. Oh, that is an Earth-sized planet. Cool. Yep. Like, literally exactly. It's exactly the size of Earth, and it has exactly the same gravity as Earth. I'm just going to generate Earth, okay? <laughs> That's my plan. That's my goal here. I'm hoping so. <laughs> uh, so it's not a low or high gravity world. Nope. It's, in fact, exactly 1G. Because it's right. Earth. <laughs> uh, atmosphere is next. This is the first of many things where your roll will depend on things that you've rolled earlier. So okay. this is 2d6 minus 7 plus size, so 2d6 plus 1. Okay. <laughs> because I rolled an 8. Okay, that's right. 2d6 plus 1 is 6. Okay, that is a that's standard Earth. Earth-like That's atmosphere. a standard Earth-like atmosphere! Oh, that's good. Okay. <laughs> Which means it is pressure 0.17 to 1.49. I don't know what the fuck that means. For listeners at home who have a hard time kind of like imagining this fantasy world, then <laughs> imagine uh, walking outside and looking around. That's what we've got Shit. so far. Uh, <laughs> next is the temperature, correct? Correct. Okay. Now, temperature doesn't actually make it into the world profile, but it does change the amount of the hydrographic percentage that you will get under certain circumstances okay this is a very math heavy game in these specific parts but okay. the actual base system for mongoose traveler is honestly super simple so it's kind of a weird mishmash i'm gonna find something that i can roll my dice on that doesn't make that ungodly sound um <laughs> it's not good radio i don't know i think that's some people's asthma okay well then let me just get right up on them hey guys how's it going all right, I gotta go. <laughs> All right, 2d6, that's it? Yep. Okay, I thought I had to apply anything, but no. Not be No, because we've got a standard Earth-like atmosphere. Oh, shit, I dropped one of them. It's a, that's a 7. That's a 4 on the ground and a 3 on the table. What's a 7 do? All right, that is up. a temperate Earth-like world. God fucking damn it. <laughs> this has literally never happened to me, I'll be honest. I'm literally, it's... Liquid and vaporized water are common. Moderate ice caps. <laughs> mm. I see it says average temperature is 0 to 30, so I am I can tell they're using Celsius. Oh, it says yeah, temperature exactly. is measured in degrees Celsius at the bottom. I don't know how to read. <laughs> okay, let's figure out hydrographics. I don't know what that means. Oh, amount of surface liquid. Yeah, the amount of the surface that's water. Okay. So this will be another 2d6 plus 1. Okay. Minus 7 plus size. Yep. Uh-huh. And since we didn't roll a cool atmosphere or a temperature, we don't change any of that. Okay, so that's a 4 and a 1, so that's 6. 4 plus 1 is 6? 4 plus 1 plus the plus 1. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, alright, so that's literally just add a 0 to that, and that's about how much of the world is water. Oh, okay. So about 60% water. Slightly less than Earth. Ah, oh, there we go. It's not quite Earth. It's Earth <laughs> in 20 years. <laughs> it's Earth with a little bit less water. <laughs> I hope this is riveting podcast. Oh, yeah. I, mm, this sucks. <laughs> if this doesn't turn out interesting, we will retake this segment. <laughs> um, population. And this is a flat 2d6 minus 2, no matter what. Apparently... The actual world you live on doesn't matter for how many people live there. I got, uh, seven. Alright, so that means that... Tens of millions. Yep, it's literally just how you calculate population. You take a one, and then you put a number of zeros after that. Shit. Equal to the number that you rolled. God damn it, okay. Which is kind of a bad classification system, because it means that there's more of a difference between... 10 and 100 than there is between 1 and 9 billion. Yes. I have a question. Uh-huh. Is this the population for the entire planet? Yes. Okay. 
The entire planet has about as many people in it as New York City and the surrounding boroughs. Okay, so it's the entire planet is considerably less populated than Earth. Yes. And it's got like 10% less water than Earth. <laughs> I'm starting oh, okay, to feel guys, that we okay, might be re-rolling this one, to be honest with you. Imagine walking outside and it doesn't rain and you don't have neighbors. Boom. Shit. There you go. Imagine walking outside and living in New York, but there not being any other cities. <laughs> or you're living in New York, but there's like four people there. Shit. Next up is the type of government. Okay. 2d6 minus 7 plus the population. Which is Which seven. was 7, so just 2d6. Cool. Yep. That's a 6. According to the government table, that means we have a captive government. Ruling functions are performed by an imposed leadership answerable to an outside group. Basically, a colony or a place that has been conquered. Okay. Okay, so this is starting to become something that would be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Finally. It's an Earth-like planet, but there's only about one city's worth of people. Or it's like, there's like a small science organization on it, and there's like a really powerful metal... And they're, like, trying to harvest it. And, and we can call that metal something, something cool, like, uh, Ungedium. And, oh and there's, there's, like, this weird indigenous tribe on the planet that's, like, <laughs> trying to not get eradicated. <laughs> See, this is great intro for when we go to the uh, creating alien species part of this book afterwards. <laughs> Fuck because if you don't shut the fuck up right now, you're going to have to play as a Na'vi, and I hope no. you can live with that. No. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about Avatar. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, of course, unlike actual sci-fi, you can't just have an entire planet with one government over the whole thing. So right. we've got to roll for any additional factions that may be on the planet. Oh, okay. So roll me a 1d3 really fast. 1d3? Okay. Well, let me just... Just do a d6 modulo 3. Yeah. Yeah, that's a 2. All right. So there are two other factions on this planet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... There's a maximum of three potential factions of opposing political ideology. No more. Yeah, you know. On any given planet. Like how society works. Yeah. <laughs> And it's about equally distributed, no matter what kind of government it is. You've got the left, the right, and the moderates. There you go. That's... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how That's it the works, only way right? that politics works. Mm-hmm. I also use Reddit. This is kind of the first showing of the fact that this book, despite being about the far-off space future, is very clearly just written by a bunch of Americans. Oh, yeah. Nah, I... are you sure? Because they do use Celsius. It's written by a bunch of American nerds, you're right. Ah... Uh... <laughs> are you saying that a role-playing game was made by nerds hard I don't. to believe i know because the only game i've ever played is white wolf and those are all written by theater majors shit <laughs> all right also phil satiros brucato the man who believes he's a literal satyr who has sex magic dude i want to meet this person <laughs> no you don't <laughs> trust me on this i've read interviews oh no He's the creepiest Burning Man participant you've ever met. <laughs> Alright. Um, faction strength? Before we do the strength, roll another 2d6 for each of them to figure out what kind of government they would like to have. Okay, 2d6 for each? Yes. Ugh. I know, it's a big Where is ask. the government table? Like uh, Two pages down. Oh, that's fucking stupid. Alright, found it. Yeah, they've got to include the rules for crime and punishment in between this and the actual table for the thing you're rolling on. Okay, so we are a captive government. Yep. They want either... Both of my sixes rolled upside down, and I almost said I got two nines, so... <laughs> oh, no. That's where I'm at this morning. That's 12. One of them wants a charismatic oligarchy. Ruling functions are performed by a select member of members... By a select group of members of an organization uh -huh. or class which enjoys the overwhelming confidence of the citizenry. Okay. One of the two factions is basically the Sandinistas is what I'm getting here. Yeah, a little bit. Yep. 
we've got like a fucking Navi Sandino or a Navi Che Guevara or whatever we want to call them. Uh, we don't. They don't. They don't need to be Navi. You've made this bed. You no, know, I'm not right, wanting fine. to. We'll figure out what kind of cool alien they actually are when we get to those rules. I don't want like tail dicks or hair. Di- I don't even remember the movie. Like, listen. I literally only saw about the opening ten minutes, and I was like, "Man, I'm good." <laughs> yeah, fair. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The second one is. Uh-huh. Wow, that's fucking. I got two sixes and snake eyes. So. Ooh participating democracy <laughs> ruling functions are reached by the advice and consent of the citizenry directly okay so it's basically like ancient greece if ancient greece didn't have slaves yeah yeah common contraband for a participating democracy is drugs so <laughs> like sign that me up fake <laughs> <laughs> all right so give me another 2d6 for each of these to let us know how powerful they are okay We'll do the the oligarchy first. Their relative strength is... It's just straight up a 2d6? Yep. Uh, well, that was a 6, so they are a minor group with some supporters. I don't know what the fuck that means in actual terms, because... It doesn't tell you! What's the difference between a few supporters and some supporters? Well, a sum is the what you get when you add things together, right? Fuck off. <laughs> all right i'm gonna say that they have about exactly as much support as the sandinistas did okay yeah that i'll i just want to keep this at that because otherwise i don't know how to read this fucking table yeah this table doesn't make a lot of sense um all right and then the the democracy that's a three so this democracy (laughs) is an obscure group few have heard of them no popular support (laughs) It's the so it's underground like, democracy. It's, it's like, like the... one commune. <laughs> it's like it's like one people. apartment building, and everyone's like, "Hey, we should just vote on stuff, right?" And everyone's just like, "Yeah, all right," and then they don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. I think we should take a vote. <laughs> cool. So this group literally does not matter. Good to yeah. know. Yeah. Yep. They do a lot of drugs, though. <laughs> No, those are contraband, you fool. Well, actually, that's a good question, because next we need to figure out what the law level is like on this planet. Yeah, what is the law level like? 2d6 minus 7 and adding the government characteristic? Yep, so that'll be 2d6 minus 1. God, there's a lot of fucking tables, huh? Yeah. I'm, like, lost in a, a hedge maze of tables. Um, okay, 2d6 minus 1. Just get ready for next episode when you're playing Rifts. Shit, that's a 5. Alright, so, a five on the law table. None of the law levels have interesting, like, names or descriptions. It's just a list of what different kinds of things are illegal. Okay, I still actually haven't found the law uh, table yet. It's one after the government table, of course. Oh, there it is! Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, so I rolled a, a five? Yep. So, illegal possessions for weapons are personal concealable weapons? Yep, you have to open carry in this weird colony, I guess. Okay. I have a, I have a question. Uh-huh. How do they enforce a concealed weapon ban? <laughs> like, you're just hiding it. It's um, concealed. It's specifically in the name. I think we'll know whether or not they can actually enforce this once we figure out what the, like, tech level is here. Shit. Because maybe they have, like, body scanners or something, or maybe they just tell people not to hide their guns. Either or. (laughs) Hey, if you hide your guns, we'll fucking get you. And it's like, but no, how? (laughs) It's hidden! It's one of those laws where it's like, they can't enforce it, but if they find a fucking gun on you when they arrest you, you're dead. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. Illegal possession of drugs is anagathics. So, uh, I'm gonna need you to just make gonna need you to tell me from your very wide and well-ranging knowledge what anagathics are for the audience anagathics are um webster's dictionary defines (laughs) anagathics as um (laughs) i believe that they are probably drugs that let you play Anna in the video game Overwatch 
No, You're that's nothing. Very close. Good job. <laughs> I I'm pretty sure anagathics are drugs and treatments that halt and reverse the process of aging. <laughs> Human Renly first or other. <laughs> <laughs> Now, did you Google that, or did you find it in the book? I Googled that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no, that was that was a poll straight from up top. Shit. <laughs> All right, moving along the law table, what do you think expert programs are? <laughs> it's... Well, so this is in the... It's an illegal possession of information of expert programs. Uh, yeah. So... Like C plus um, plus, <laughs> like like doing some crazy like advanced shit in JavaScript maybe. Uh, HTML's fine. That's that's not that's not too advanced. Uh, yeah, yeah. The only web browser you're allowed to have is Internet Explorer. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't want Chromium. Like that's that's probably for the best anyway. <laughs> I have no fucking idea what expert programs would possibly mean. Is there anywhere that explains this in the Yeah, board? they're basically oh, like uh, skill softs from Shadowrun. Okay. They're little chips that you plug into your head and they make you really good at one specific skill. Okay. Technology level 11 items are banned? I don't remember what each tech level is, so we'll come back to that when we figure out what the tech level for this planet is. Is it like specifically only tech level 11, but things higher than 11 are fine? No, it's 11 and above. Okay. It's like, you can't have a laser gun, but that time machine? Now that's fucking, <laughs> you're good. Yeah, you can't have, like, a Saturn II rocket, but you can have a gravity generator. Yeah. Yeah. Travelers, citizens must register off-world travel, visitors must register all business. So it basically just means they have space borders. Gotcha. Yep, that sounds like it. By which I mean space borders, the bookstore that exists in this universe. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't anymore. It's just Space Barnes and Noble now. Joke's on you. In the future, Borders is back, baby. <laughs> In space. Fuck. I mean, the Traveler setting does have three or four different events where it's like, oh no, everything got fucked and we lost all contact with each other for a thousand years or whatever. So maybe there was one planet that still has a Borders. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Probably not. But maybe. <laughs> Probably not if they were run like Borders was. <laughs> oh, zing. A timely jokes once again. Once again, just fucking keeping up with the current events on this podcast. <laughs> so how about those Contras, am I right? <laughs> Boy, I sure hope there's no illicit dealings between them and President Reagan. <laughs> Did you hear about all the crazy shit that went down at Watergate? Man. <laughs> oh. Oh, boy. Did you hear about President <laughs> Taft and his new bathtub? What a lark. I can't believe that our president, Abraham Lincoln, was shot in a theater. That was just mind-blowing. Never thought something like that would happen. In... Boy, did you hear about that whole thing that went down in Carthage? <laughs> All right, we gotta I, stop. I can't believe that Julius Caesar was stabbed to death. Oh Shit. my god. <laughs> All right, I'm ending it. This is the end of the bit. <laughs> I had like one more, but I, nah, you're right. It's a good time to cut it off. Psionics. Use of all psionic powers is restricted specifically to government-appointed psionicists. So it's just government officials are only allowed to use brain magic. Yeah, exactly. It's some real Total Recall stuff. Yeah. Also, yes, this is another hard sci-fi setting that despite that definitely has psychics in it. Yep, well, I literally can't think of a sci-fi setting that doesn't have like, oh no, there's like weird brain science magic that they That's have. That's because hard sci-fi without cool brain magic or anything of the sort is kind of boring yeah no that's fair <laughs> all right so i know that you're writing up something about rendezvous at rama or whatever but here's the thing i don't give a shit i just don't care <laughs> i read the martian it's fine i just listen i get it it's just did firefly have brain magic because i didn't hate firefly that was that was it had 
like brain stuff but no actual brain magic it was all just like joss whedon's whole weird obsession with like secret underground evil science experiments that fuck up young girls brains yeah okay that's fair and make them walk around without shoes on all the time because hey it's me joss whedon how's it going (laughs) hey just checking in it's joss whedon here um So, listen, I know you guys don't like sexualized violence, but I think it really makes it a stronger character if it happens to this very attractive woman that I've created for you here. Hey, just check it in. It's me, Joss Whedon. How's it going? Listen, I really like the Chinese language, but hiring Chinese people to play our roles is really hard. get us back on track um (laughs) (laughs) don't worry i'm cutting some of that out (laughs) all right let's let's speed through the rest of this planet creation cool so we've got the 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 laws figured out what's left do we want to roll what random cultural differences this world has uh sure give me a d66 that's a 45 fashion hell yeah Fashion, fine clothing, and decoration are considered vitally important in the culture. Underdressed characters have no standing here. Fuck yeah, this is my kind of planet. Hell yeah. (laughs) It's like everybody's on America's Next Top Model. Everybody. Everyone is teaching booch or whatever. Everybody's the boys in the house now. (laughs) (laughs) Really, this planet is nothing except a big house wherein the boys are. Does that mean that, like, whatever political leader is just Tyra Banks? Shit. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. Tyra Banks is the colonial fucking admiral or whatever. Yeah. They just picked her because she had the best fashion. Yep. Yep, she just had, like, really good shoulder pads on her dress, and they're like, yes, yes, queen, yes. Shit. No, that's that's fucking great. All right. (laughs) See, now we have a good planet. Okay, Starport. Starport. Roll 2d6. Six. Alright, we've got a really shitty starport. That makes sense, it's a colony. Yeah, D-class. Um, roll me 2d6. Nine. And two more d6. Two. Alright, so there is a scout outpost here on planet. Okay. These scouts are basically, like, sorta military, sorta Pony Express, more or less. Okay. Basically, the idea is that there's faster-than-light travel, but no faster-than-light communication. So if you want to, like, send a letter to someone in a different system, you have to give it to a scout, and they just put it in their big mailbag. Gotcha. Okay. So, like, faster-than-light carrier pigeons. Yeah, exactly. Or, like, USPS. Basically. Imagine if you had to... (laughs) (laughs) I gotta space FedEx something real quick. (laughs) I know this is hard to imagine, and it just seems completely science fiction-y, but imagine if every time you had to get a hold of somebody, you had to send them a letter. That sounds like way too far in the future for me to understand what that would be like, (laughs) let me tell you. Shit. (laughs) Alright, last thing we need to do is figure out our technology level. Alright. 1d6. 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 That's a six. All right, that's as good as you could have rolled. So we don't add anything from our starport because it's too shitty to make our technology any better. Yep. We are an Earth-sized planet, so we don't need any additional technology to live there. Yep. Same thing with our very Earth-sized atmosphere atmosphere and our close-to-Earth amount of water. (laughs) Our population level... Was seven, so there's nothing nothing special we need to know in order to keep that population going government value was a six so we don't add anything from that either cool so it's just our technology level is six (laughs) so uh let me scroll back to the top of the book real fast and tell you what that means Ah, this one doesn't have like an index for me to damn 
So TL6 means that we are basically about 1960s technology level. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Just uh-huh. a goddamn second. <laughs> yeah, what's up? How? Well, it's because we're a colony, I guess. But we have a starport! Well, yeah, that was built by whoever colonized us. Alright. You know, we're conquered, but they won't give us any of their cool technology, so we've basically figured (laughs) out how to make a Saturn V rocket, but that's about it. (laughs) And we also are about to develop the telegraph. It's exciting. Yeah, that's what they had in the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) You said 1860s, right? Shit. Yeah, you remember how they were launching rockets into space in the 1860s? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do remember that. Jesus pleases. Okay. Well, this no, that's fine. This is kind of an interesting twist that I wasn't expecting, I'll be honest with you. I think that is kind of interesting. Okay, so now we have our home planet. It's 1960s Earth, uh, but everyone really... It's its basically an alternate universe Earth where we were, we were colonized by an alien race, and we were appointed Tyra Banks as our overlord. Yeah, exactly. And fashion is king. Now, are you imagining modern fashion or 1960s fashion? I'm imagining, like, weird sci-fi fashion. Okay, because I'm imagining a lot of olive green turtlenecks. I'm imagining, like, what people imagined high sci-fi fashion was in the 1960s. I like it, I like it, I like it. So, like, everyone looks like they're in a Star Trek episode. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, like, weird rings that are just kind of, like, there on everyone's clothes. Yes, very Jetsons. Very Jetsons, very kind of like Fallout, actually. Cool. No. Oh, Sandra's like for bodysuit is so last season. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Okay. Well, now what All do right. we do? Character creation? So. Is it time to actually generate a character instead of a planet? To, fuck, I'm almost like, should we do two episodes of Traveler at this point? Well, like, how much is left? Uh,. The entire life path character generation system. We're probably cutting a lot of this episode so far. You're right, you're right. So. So just to go through it really fast before we make a character. Okay. uh, First we need to figure out what kind of planet this is, which is on page 181, the trade codes. So just scrolling very quickly through the list, it looks like this planet is agricultural. Agricultural worlds are dedicated to farming and food production. Often they are divided into That's the into only fast... one that fits all of the uh, requirements that we've gotten. Atmosphere. There's hygiene. also garden, which means garden worlds are Earth-like, so... I actually really want it to be a garden world. I w- I, it can definitely be both, actually, so we're good there. Okay. And we're just a little bit too high to be a low-technology world. Um, it's too nice of a planet to be industrial. Yep. And it looks like we are also rich, actually. Yeah, we are. Which is weird, because this is a colony. It's a stable government colony. It's a very stable government other than the Santanistas. Yeah. They have some supporters. So, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't need that many supporters to overthrow a colonial government. You need a lot of supporters to overthrow Tyra Banks, though. Mm, you're right, you're right. Alright, this turned out a lot more interesting of a planet than I was honestly expecting. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well. Yeah, it's like a weird, almost utopian-esque world. And maybe like that's part of the government's problem on it, is like, it seems to be like too good to be true trope. But, uh, right, exactly. Because it, it's, like, a colony, but maybe, like, the people who colonize are shitty, because, like, hey, colonialism. That's what I'm imagining. Like... And Tyra Banks is actually, like, super evil. Plot twist. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Like, it all looks very nice, and everyone has a fairly high quality of life, but, like, A, you're still underneath a colonial government who's imposing a lot of outside strictures on you, and B, the law level is high enough that it's honestly kind of a shitty place to live. yeah. Especially because you're being artificially kept in the 1960s while everyone else is in the cool space future. Yep. So it's kind of like a zoo exhibit. You've got, like, your ham radio and everyone else is, like, sending interplanetary mail. Yeah, exactly. It's like a fucking planetary zoo, except also someone comes in to take all of your crops. Yep. What a weird dynamic. I'm into this world, actually. Yeah, this is fucking interesting. We've made an interesting world out of Earth. 
<laughs> fucking wow. <laughs> See, this is why I wanted to do Traveler. It has a lot of cool emergent storytelling stuff like this. Yeah, I'm into this. I want to play this now, actually. I've got a campaign written up for Traveler like I do for most other systems. Nice. This is what I was planning on using for that whole campaign based off of Suikoden. Nice, okay. So, my next question is, is this a human world, or do we want to be cool aliens? I think we want to be cool aliens, right? Yeah, like, right. I think, what if what if they were colonized by humans? I like it, yeah. So, like, because, like, humans are dicks, and... Totally. They colonize this planet, and so it's actually literally Tyra Banks. <laughs> like a, a Futurama head in a jar situation. She doesn't need a head in a jar, she's got anagathics. Yeah, exactly. Alright, do we want to make our own alien race, or do we want to use one of the ones from the book? Let's make our own alien race. And I think, right. yeah, this is going to be a two-parter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can cut it after this part, probably. Okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So... Since this is going to be a two-part episode, let's just cover the aliens that they have in the book really fast. Okay. Which start on page 42. Fucking... <laughs> I'm liking this system. I am not liking how the book is laid out. Let me tell Traveler you. Traveler has never had good organization, because it's a fucking RPG, and they never do. That's one thing I've, I've learned doing this podcast for eight episodes. Nine? Eight? Uh, eight. Eight, eight episodes one. with this one is... I am becoming more and more frustrated with having to, like, find things in source books. <laughs> like, just have one that, where you you just go through it in, like, order. And it makes sense. Please. You fucking figure. Once. Like, apparently no one's been able to get the hang of that. Just once do that, please. <laughs> At least this is a digital first PDF, so the page numbers actually do line up with, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Okay, so I see one of the alien species is Aslan, and it's just lion people. Yep. Uh, spoiler alert, a lot of these are just furries. <laughs> Do you remember how in uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Aslan gave the boy a laser gun? <laughs> and also wore plate armor? Yeah, I remember that. See, the that. most confusing thing about this Lion Boy's laser gun is the fact that it just has a random clip sticking out of the top of it. Yeah. Despite it being no a laser gun. Oh, man. But yeah, the cheat they use to explain all the furries is that basically, like, there was an ancient alien race and they took animals from Earth and made them into people. So that's why the next one is the Droin. D-R-O-Y-N-E. Droin. Droiny. <laughs> And they're an intelligent major race of bird people? They're bird people, but they have a weird insect caste system. Okay. No, that makes that, mm, that There's makes kind sense. of a weird obsession with caste systems in this book. Mm. Like, that's what most of the alien races have. Honestly, like, a lot of the ones that didn't make it into this book are also caste-based. I don't get what the deal with that is. Okay. Um, I'm looking down the list a little bit. There's hivers, which... Uh-huh. It looks like a bunch of slimy hands. Oh yeah, the hivers are my fucking it. favorites, actually, because of how weird they are. They're like the only ones that weren't genetically engineered or like taken from Earth and carried to a different world or whatever. What is? What am I looking at? What is this? It's basically this? like a starfish. It's a weird fleshy orb with a six-fold radial symmetry. So it's got like six legs around a central spheroidal-like type body. Okay. Except one of the arms has a bunch of eyes and ears all over it. Yeah, I'm seeing that. And one of their arms has their junk on it. But they also just use that like it's a normal arm. When you say junk, you are in fact talking about the, like, the dick and balls, right? Like Sort of. They're like... They're a single-sex race. Uh, according to the book, what they do is... Whenever they meet another hiver, they... According to the book, the humans call it shake hands with each other. Okay. And then they just sort of like trades like their sperm cells or whatever, and they... That's... Like, <laughs> it's weird, man. Hey, Jim, how's it going? Mind if I come in your hand? Only if I can come in yours first. <laughs> <laughs> they basically like trade cells and combine them together into like weird little larvae. And then they just kind of let those run around on their worlds for about a year in the wilderness. And then when they come back, they're people. That's baffling. It's super weird, which I kind of appreciate because it's the only thing in here that actually feels alien. 
granted, yes, it does feel very alien. I don't like looking at it. That's fair. It looks like an, an enemy from, like, a horror sci-fi game. Yeah, it is just kind of weird and fleshy and covered in weird lumps. It looks like something you'd find in literally any monster manual. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My least favorite part about this picture that I noticed last night is that it's definitely holding its weird fucked up gun in its junk hand. Yeah, it's got a gun in its dick. It's like hold. So here's my question. Um, yes. Ah, no, never mind. I want to know. Let's fair, move fair, on. Fair, fair. <laughs> Apparently, they're really good at computers. Also. Nice. They just they just slap their their gooch all over the computer, <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> It's all slimy and gross afterward. Oh, no, thank you. Interestingly, the Hivers are also a major race that have their own entire, like, federation of planets. Interesting. God, it, it's it's interesting. I hate them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's to, fair. To look at, but I, I, I like them from, like, a, a writing standpoint. Yeah, like, the whole idea is that they have a really strong sort of parental instinct. Because they come a lot. Because they communally raise their children, and also they come a lot with everybody that they know. <laughs> Everyone they meet. Yeah. Everywhere you look, there's cum in your hand. <laughs> I Honestly, the fact that they call it shaking hands makes me want to throw up into my own mouth a little bit. <laughs> I imagine, like, humans meet them for the first time, and they, like, extend their hand to, like, shake, and humans are like... Oh, we know this one, and then it's just <laughs> gross, right? And everyone's uncomfortable, because he's like, why didn't you come? Was it not good for you? And the human's like, what? Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh, this sucks. <laughs> Hivers have notable intelligence and weak dexterity. Yeah, because they got weird hands. They got a lot Cause... of hands, but they don't work very well. Yep. But also, real, they can't talk, because they don't have vocal cords. <laughs> Oh, so no. their entire language is uh, a series of uh, clicks and hisses. No, apparently oh. it's uh, consists of like hand signs and like writing stuff on the ground in front of each other. Interesting. They're super fucking weird, and I now don't know how to feel about them after recording this episode. <laughs> There's also You're kind welcome. of a cool setting detail where like part of their whole federation is that they went through and like tried to uplift all the other species that they met and everything. Gotcha. But whenever they met, like, a really aggressive or other kind of species that they thought wasn't ready for it, they just completely isolate them and prevent them from ever learning that space exists. Hmm. So it's kind of an interesting, like, morally gray thing. Gotcha. But also they have a lot of weird hand sex. Moving on to the Kakri! <laughs> <laughs> um, the Kakri... I don't, I don't really want to go into them. Um, they are horse tars, as in they are centaurs, but their top half is also like an anthro horse. Yep. It's a centaur, but the head is also a horse. So it's yeah, like exactly. even more of a, a horse than... <laughs> it's uncomfortable to look at, and I'm they're, moving They on. also suck really bad just as people. So And also, like they're very powerful, but you basically can't play them because they don't like going into space, moving swiftly on. Um, the Varger. It looks like a bugbear? Yeah, basically. They're, it's supposed to be, like, wolf people, but, uh, the art is rough. It's like if Chewbacca was really, really ripped. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> According to the, like, setting details they have next to it, they're like, oh yeah, it looks like their DNA is basically dog, but people. But, like, that does not look like a dog to me. No. It, it kind of looks like a bat monster. Yeah. It looks like something of. you'd find on the cover of a Goosebumps book. <laughs> yeah, so they're basically werewolves, and instead of having social standing like most other races, they, they are the only species that actually has charisma as a stat. I don't believe that. It's true. I don't see this, this, this <laughs> bat wolf from Kashyyyk as a, uh, a charismatic fellow. Well, they're very charismatic among themselves. Apparently the whole idea is that their entire political structure is based off of who can convince the most other people to follow them, which is why they don't have social standing at all, because you just have to be very persuasive. And also their dogs? I don't know. <laughs> this one does not make a lot of sense to me, to be honest. And also, despite being dogs, they are very- they're, like, worse at strength and endurance, which is weird. Yeah. Huh. 
The last one is the Zodani, which is genetically modified humans, and they just look like humans. They feel... Like, I'm not sure how to feel about the Zodani, because they feel a little bit, like, weird orientalist caricature. Yeah, a little bit. Because, like, A, they all dress like Piccolo. Yep. And B, there's a whole thing about, like, oh, yeah, they're so mysterious, and they never allow anyone else into their world, and it's all Mm. so strictly stratified based on whoever has the most psychic power and i i don't know it feels weird to me yeah it it's like they're like spooky middle east slash yellow peril types and it's all like but, but oh and everyone space. is very scared that they will one day invade the imperium and take away our freedoms mm. yeah mm. Okay, well... That's the those only way are... in the core book to be guaranteed to be a psychic, so whoops. Mm, those are all of the alien races in this one. So let's make a better one really fast. Yeah, yeah, let's make a good alien race that doesn't come in <laughs> hands or be racist <laughs> by existing. Can we do that? Uh, I think we can at least try. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> at least on the coming in hands part it's really yeah, exactly. vital to a lot of alien races <laughs> i mean individuals among them may do that yeah i mean like I'm not gonna yuck any yums right but all right so first off are they going to be weird genetically modified bipeds like almost all of the races here i don't want them to be okay fair enough what are they then shit ow this is <laughs> that's a hard that's a hard ball do you want to look at the different traits real fast and see if any of them jump out to you? Yeah, where are the traits? Uh, starting on page 41. Oh, okay. Fast metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> Were they genetically engineered by the humans who conquered their planet? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Still just kind of glancing through it. Yeah, I think, I think I'm going to go with armored. Okay. They have an exoskeleton. I like it. But they're not, like, insect-like at all. They just have, like, bones kind of jutting out that make, like, uh, armored plating. Gotcha. And I think that kind of ties into a lot of their fashion. Okay. Like, like your your thorax plating is so well-decorated today, Grunhilde. <laughs> For the high-fashion people, they actually, like, carve stuff into their fashion plating. Yeah. They're literal fashion plates. Nice. Yep, they're literal fashion plates. Perfect. Yep. Um, because, like, I also am thinking right now that this this alien race is not very. Uh, I was gonna say uh, militaristic. That they're. Okay. I almost want to say they're pacifists. I like it. Yeah. So like they have this armored plating, but they don't ever fight with it. So like. Right. Yeah. Most things that have a whole bunch of natural armor tend to be herbivores. Yeah. So they develop like this this weird fashion based society, and that's where their their plating shines. Gotcha. Which Sometimes also kind literally. of means that the one splinter group that's trying to overthrow the colonial government are the first ones to really have to invent violence. Yeah. I don't know if they in- invent violence. I imagine there was probably some violence with the colonization, just because like, that's how colonialism usually works. But yeah, it course. wasn't on their part. Like, exactly. They just kinda... They're the first ones who have to figure out how this whole thing works. Like, how to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So... So most uh, species in these books tend to have, like, the whole D&D thing of one thing that they're good at and one thing that they're bad at. Okay. So if you flip to page five, it has the six characteristics. Page five. Okay. So, like, it's got, like, they've got a plus to it and minus to education or something like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And the stats for next episode, when we actually get into the character creation in character creation, is strength, dexterity, endurance. I'm sorry, hold just... up. Did you did you just call our podcast character creation? This was no place for a mind or a thought. No, it's not. Well, that's been said before. So for 
when we actually start discussing character stuff, which is probably going to be next episode. The six characteristics are strength, dexterity, endurance, which is just constitution, intelligence, education, and social standing. So really, it's just education is wisdom? And social standing is charisma. Education is more like... Education works like it does in, like, Chaosian games, like Call of Cthulhu and all that. Okay. It's the thing that determines, like, how many skill points you get at the beginning of the game, and there's a whole oh. bunch of charts that you are, you're only allowed to roll on if you have a high enough education stat. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So it's, like, knowing things specifically, whereas intelligence is, like, thinking real good. Okay. Cool. So I think these these people are... I think their, their bonus stat is social standing. Okay. So all of them, all of them are higher in society as compared to all of the rest of them that are also higher in society. <laughs> I think this is where uh, we do what they do with most of the alien races and give them a different stat than social standing. Okay. Because most of the races replace it with either like caste or territory or charisma with the oh, dog bearmen. That makes sense. Okay. I guess I didn't realize how the social standing stat worked. Yeah. That's like for a specific character. All right. Well, I don't. I don't like them being a cast system. Okay. We could just give them charisma, like the dogmen. Yeah, they've got charisma, but it's not like not like among themselves to like be better as like a race. It's just like they're very charismatic people. They're very friendly. They're very like they're nice people. Yeah. Before the advent of colonization, they didn't really have like a huge social system that one had to fight to be a part of. So it was just yeah. like, hey, that's a cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they're probably... Minus is... Can you do minus education? Because they are in the 1960s. That's a good point. They just don't <laughs> have a very good education system, yeah. Yeah. And that's that's because of the colonization, I'd yeah, imagine. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Cool. There we go. They're very charismatic, but they are not being educated. A final what question. Are they, are they like just people or what that's what i was actually about to ask because all we know about them is they have bony plating they've got bony plating i i do like that they are i think they're very human-like in appearance okay except for like having a bunch of bony plating and that can like manifest in a lot of different ways like some of them have like weird almost helmets that form with their exoskeletons some of them have like almost plate mail some of them but it's all just like how their bones grow but I also think they're maybe like I'm imagining them all being very tall and very thin. I like, like it. Very okay. slender. Very slender, but with really thick armor. Yeah. Okay. Almost like those those I don't remember the name of them and I feel bad about that now. The the That's... aliens in, in Star Wars where they the ones that made the clones. Oh, uh Camino Owens. Yeah, I couldn't remember the term for them. Yeah. Yeah, the ones from Camino. Like the yeah, exactly. the real real thin tall, but they like they're a little less thin, uh huh, and they look like humans and not like weird fish people. Okay, they don't look like greys. They look like normal people. Yeah, just very tall and thin with bone armor. Yeah, I like the weird juxtaposition of like tall and spindly, but with thick plating on them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, and that's that's our race. What is their name? Well, what's the name of their planet? That's also a very good question. I think they had a name for their planet, and then I think humans gave it a separate name. I like that, yeah. What name would humans have given it? I'm gonna say they probably just, like, named it whatever the name of the star was in their star chart, plus whatever number planet is in the system. (laughs) That's my favorite way to, to find my porn name, actually. Shit. Yeah. It's the name of your star that you live by, plus the name of or the your number first of your planet dog. out from the sun. <laughs> okay, I think the humans call it Third Rock from the Sun. Shit. <laughs> Googling Jesus. names of stars. Fucking, come on, we did the exact same thing. <laughs> List of proper names of stars, perfect. I'm just gonna scroll down and stop randomly. I'm doing the same. Hmm. How about... Let me paste it into chat really fast. Uh, how... Bootes? <laughs> Why is there an umlaut only over one of the O's in this? So that you know to pronounce it separately. No. No, I refuse. I don't know how to pronounce like that. You don't like Bootes? Bootes? Is that how it's pronounced? I'm pretty sure. 
Like, I've seen people put an umlaut over the O in coordination sometimes, so I'm assuming that's what they mean. Oh, okay. How about instead of that one, uh-huh. we do Corvus. They're not bird people, so that feels no, weird. That's the star. The star, Corvus. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, okay. But then we would have to call them, like, Corvids, and that would feel weird. Yeah. I don't want to call them booties. <laughs> How about El Tannen? Uh, paste them in the chat. All right, what's the demonym for El Tannen? The demonym. Like, what do you call someone from El Tannen? An Eltonite. Okay, yeah, they're the Eltonites. There we go. They're the Eltonites. That was fucking easy. <laughs> cool. Got it in one try. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely only one try. Right, editor? <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Don't even worry about it. We did such a good and smooth job. So they're called the Elton Johns. And they really like fashion. I actually... No, they are called the Elton Johns. That's what the um humans call them. Shit. The Elton Johns. God, that's fucking stupid. I love it. There we go. We got our alien race figured out. They're the yeah. Elton Johns. It's the Elton Johns. Or ruled over by Tyra Banks. This is all they are. God, this sucks. <laughs> or we all can right, just stick with the Eltonites, and that's fine. I think it goes back and forth depending on who's writing about them. Shit. They're Shit, kind of a minor good. race, so they're not really consistently handled in any of the source books. Yeah, that's good. There we so go. So they started off as the Eltongins because it was a joke that the editor tried to slip in. Yeah. But then when they revised it and made, tried to make it more grim and gritty, they went with the Eltonites. Yeah, there we go. That's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Alright, well, I guess that's the end of part one, because we've been recording for an hour and a half now. Yeah, we've done a full episode of the character generation. And Without to generating generate a, character. a character. Oh Shit. no. Whoops. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it next time. Is there going to be enough um content in the next one? I'll figure something out. Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't cool. think there was going to be enough content for this episode, so I think we'll be okay. Okay. This is our cliffhanger. <laughs> cliffhanger episode. Ooh, what will we make? Uh, what what kind of Elton Gin, Eltonite, are we going to make on this, <laughs> this fashionista planet? Find out... <laughs> next fortnight on the character generate we're not actually done yet i don't know um we could be i don't remember how we end these episodes uh thank you for listening to the character generation yeah thanks for sitting through this one yep that's the only way i can describe it <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll do a bonus episode where we actually make the character this one i don't think that should be a uh, yeah maybe we could do like one next week yeah. just to wrap this up just do three weeks in a row totally maybe it'll be shorter who knows we'll find out we'll find out that way if it is shorter we don't feel bad about it yeah there we go as long as i don't feel guilty everything's fine yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that, that that's been us we're we're done here if you liked it you should definitely go give us a review on itunes or google play i'm still not sure if google play has reviews but i think it does uh, that really helps us a lot. It boosts visibility. We get more people listening overall. It's the only way people find the podcast. Yep. Because, I mean, like, we we make posts. I think I might have forgotten to post about last week's episode now that I think about it. That was, oh, that was the height of finals week, and I just got caught up in that. But we normally make posts announcing it. Other than that, we don't do a lot of advertising or yeah. really much of any. So whatever, anything you can do to, like, share the podcast with your friends or just give it a review on itunes like i said is monumentally helpful tell your friends tell your neighbors write our url in the bus stop i don't give a fuck yeah you can find our url uh <laughs> you can go to it uh it's the character gen dot stream uh, and that that leads to our podbean page if you want to send us any death threats or uh, <laughs> let us know how disappointed how much... you are with our lives and decisions, you can reach us at Twitter at the character gen, Facebook.com slash the character gen. I figured that one out. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. I manage that page and I don't know it. So that's good. <laughs> or uh, 
You can also email us at thecharactergen at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter at Siromo. That's S-I-I-R-O-M-O. Have we made any other websites that I've forgotten about? Not yet. I know we were going to at one point. We could set up a Tumblr. Yeah, probably. Or a WordPress or a Blogspot. <laughs> or a Friendster. <laughs> or a GeoCities. MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let us know which ones you want. Yeah. I'll fucking do it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. not worth anything. I made a Neopets page for this piece of shit. I don't even remember what the URL was, so I think we're done here. Sephiroth Uchiha? I don't remember. We're yes, done. That's we're done. it. This we're is good. the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. I've been Chet. I've been Ma. And it goes like this? It went like this. Shit. I am, I am wrong. I am sorry. sorry.